The following is a reflection on the readings for Tuesday of the seventh week of Easter. The first reading is taken from Acts chapter 20, verses 17 to 27. The responsorial is Psalm 68, and the gospel is John chapter 17, verses 1 to 11. Today's gospel begins Jesus' final prayer to his Father at the Last Supper before he undergoes his passion. It is a very intense and intimate prayer in which Jesus bears his heart. It is a prayer we can learn from and be challenged by. The very first words are, Father, the time has come. Glorify your Son, that your Son may glorify you. If we apply just these few words to our lives, we are challenged, because the Father has certainly glorified us already by bringing us into existence, and more than that, creating us in his very image and likeness, by endowing us with those unique gifts of intellect and will, where we can know and choose love, and through that love participate God's own creative power by bringing forth new life. Also by giving us dominion and authority over all creation. Most especially, God has glorified us in the Incarnation by sending His Son to take on our humanity so that we may share in His divinity. Since the Father has so glorified us, then, following Jesus' prayer, we should consider how we can glorify the Father. The first thing that comes to mind is St. Irenaeus' famous statement, The glory of God is a person fully alive. In other words, we glorify God by living our life in the Spirit to the full, using the sevenfold spiritual gifts given to us in baptism, wisdom, understanding, counsel, fortitude, knowledge, piety, and fear of the Lord, in order to bear maximum fruit. The fruits of the Spirit we are called to bear in this life are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Secondly, and again following Jesus' own words, can we say, I have brought you glory on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. This was Jesus' single desire, as he says in John chapter 4, verse 34, My food is to do the will of the one who sent me and to finish his work. Jesus' finished work on the cross was the highest glory conferred on the Father, not only because of his perfect obedience, by which humanity would forever know the extent of God's love, but by which he drew people from damnation to eternal life. As the centurion said at the foot of the cross, Truly this man was the Son of God. Matthew chapter 27 verse 54 This was certainly St. Paul's main concern as well as we hear in the first reading. He knew that the Spirit was leading him to go to Jerusalem where he would face hardships and prison. Yet Paul's response was remarkably like Jesus. Quote, I consider my life worth nothing to me, if only I may finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying to the gospel of God's grace. And indeed, in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7, St. Paul, at the end of his life, looking back, was able to say, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. Now there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day, and not to me only, but also to all 
who have loved his appearing. End of quote. So, considering all that God has done for us, all the glory conferred in our lives, we must ask whether we are doing everything we can to glorify God by testifying to His grace. This requires some degree of discernment, because we all testify to God's grace differently depending on our vocation and our state in life. But whatever state in life, we can ask, Am I right now single-minded in living my vocation of holiness? Will I be able to look back on my life at the end with no regrets? Jesus reveals yet another aspect of giving God glory in today's Gospel. Quote, now at last they know that all you have given me comes indeed from you, for I have given them the teaching you gave to me. End of quote. Do we acknowledge all that we possess as coming from God? Are we thankful for His many gifts and ready to tell everyone, especially when we are honored for some accomplishment or quality, that God is to be praised? Do we pass on the unique charisms given to us for building up others, whether it is encouragement, hospitality, teaching, intercessory prayer, and so on? Do we know sacred scripture and sacred tradition well enough to pass it on to our children and neighbors through our words and actions. Finally, Jesus' high priestly prayer gives us the key to entering into God's glory forever. Quote, and this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. End of quote. The word to know certainly has a intellectual component since we cannot love what we do not know, catechesis concerning the deposit of faith is crucial. For example, to know that God is one essence in three persons, and to know God's various attributes, such as simplicity, being all-knowing, all-powerful, sovereign, and immutable. But to know also connotes a relational aspect. In Genesis chapter 4, verse 1, we hear, Adam knew Eve his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain. Here, to know is related to the marital embrace, which involves the complete sharing of body, heart, mind, and soul, sealing a physical, social, and spiritual relationship. This sense is crucial for our knowledge of God, in addition to the intellectual component. This is what Jesus came to show us through his incarnation, life, death, and resurrection, and what the Church continues to make available through her teaching and sacraments. It was anticipated by the prophets, for example, Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 33, quote, But this is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will place my law within them and write it upon their hearts. I will be their God, and they shall be my people. So may our prayer be, Lord, show us how to testify to your love in our family, workplace, and in our friendships. May the prayer of Jesus challenge us. May his example and the example of St. Paul give us the courage to glorify God who has first glorified us. Let us pray. Grant, we pray, almighty and merciful God, that the Holy Spirit, coming near and dwelling graciously within us, may make of us a perfect temple of His glory. 
through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen.